Do you see something that tells you you're being recorded? No, but I, I've seen it. Yeah, it just came up. All right. Well, this is so exciting. Thank you, Shay, for being a guest. Thank Rob you, Robin, for inviting me. It's my pleasure. All right. I'm going to say that again because I'll start talking. All right, Shay, thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Robin, for inviting me. It's been, it's my pleasure. Excuse me. All right. So we're just going to we're just going to have a conversation. You know, we're both chemical engineers and we're both women. So we're women in non-traditional careers. And as you know, I have the nonprofit Demo Chicks and that's what we're all about. We want to share with um, young girls that this opportunity exists. And for those of us who are in the industry, we want to offer them encouragement and networking opportunities. Thank you, Robin. I think this is an important um, aspect to show young girls because all of us entered into this career based on us seeing examples of somebody else um, in this field. So it's very important that we keep it out there that you can be an engineer, um, whether it be chemical or civil or electrical. Um, there are many women out there and you can be a part of that. Um, young ladies need to know that this career exists and we can be very successful. Well, I'm, I'm inspired and I'm an engineer along with you. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start. Um, can you give me an overview of your story, your background, the college you attended? Just what would you like people to know about yourself? Sure. Um, well, my name is Shay Taylor. Um, I am a graduate of Drexel University. Um, I have a bachelor's of science in chemical engineering. Um, I am a chemical engineer. Um, I basically, in my position I'm currently in, I um, design chemical facilities. So I am a leader on a team of other engineers, and we have the um, opportunity to um, in a consulting basis to help our clients to um, expand and um, rebuild their facilities. So it's exciting because you get um, an opportunity to work with different clients um, on different kind of facilities in different industries. So you get a broad range of experience. You said you are a leader. I'm a, yes, I am what they call a technical professional leader, which means I just lead a team of other engineers um, as part of our design team. Are there other women's women on your are there other women on your team? Yes, typically, um, especially as a chemical engineer, um, I believe there's probably more women in chemical engineering than there are in some of the other engineering disciplines. So I typically work with a team of, you know, more than one woman. Oh, that's that's encouraging. That's always encouraging to hear. See, we're we're out there. Yes. Well, growing up, did you see yourself becoming an engineer and a, a lead? Well, I knew I always wanted to um, be a professional in some type of science career. Um, and in high school, I was exposed to um, a uh, program where they allowed you to experience um, engineering 
school through your high school career. So you got an opportunity to um, attend a university in the summer, um, expand your actual um, learning abilities through math and science, and then you got an opportunity to be exposed to the field through other individuals that were already engineers. So that was that was my exposure to me wanting to be a chemical engineer because I saw others, not necessarily women, but I saw an opportunity for me to fit into um, engineering and and be able to still um, get a science background and my love for chemistry. Nice, and that that confirms the need for organizations like Demo Chicks because it's the exposure. That's what we do. We yes. If it wasn't for that organization um, that doesn't exist any longer, um, I would not have gotten into engineering for sure. Oh, it's it's always exciting to hear that. But you you must have been really smart to be to have been selected to participate. I don't think I was smart. I just worked hard and I had um, an opportunity. You know, we had we as especially as young females, you have to take advantage of your opportunities. You know, when you get an opportunity to do something different, you need to try it. You need to see if that's something for you. We can't be afraid to expand our horizons. Yeah, that's true. Now, did you did you have any fear or doubt? You sound like you're very confident. A lot of a lot of I think uh, I had any fears. Yeah. I, you know, initially I probably didn't know if that was for me, if engineering was for me, because when you think of engineering, you think of civil and you think of like NASA, you know, um, highly mechanical kind of things. You you really think of those kind of fields. And that wasn't necessarily anything that I was driven towards. Um, but by being in that program, I got exposed to different things like where I can actually use my love for chemistry and biology um, and go into engineering as well. Now, you mentioned that you design chemical plants. Correct. Because when I, I talk to people, they, they think I'm a chemist. Right. So do you do you ever get that? How do you explain that? We get that all the time. And what we say is, no, we take the chemistry and we actually um, build the facility that makes the chemicals. So we're not dealing with the chemicals day to day. We're basically build. We're basically dealing with the manufacturing of those chemicals. So without these manufacturing facilities, there are no chemicals that we use every day in our everyday life. So what we're doing is we're making things that you use every day. We are working on the manufacturing side for building those facilities that allow us to use um, things from like soap to cars. Oh, that's exciting. You know what example I use sometimes? Cooking bacon. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking about when you cook bacon and it's in the frying pan and it pops, right? It might burn you a little bit, pops a little bit. So I said, imagine taking that a thousand fold, right? Yeah. And now you have this big old bat and it's no longer little pieces of oil popping, you know. So that, that's how I explain it. Exactly. It's, exactly what it bacon. Is. It's, it's hard for people to grasp the concept, but it's based that's why i say manufacturing because we're basically building the manufacturing facilities where you get the end product that you use every day oh that's really exciting and did you start your first job out of college 
was it with the same company? Yes. So I have been with my current um, company for 23 years. Um, so I started directly out of college and, you know, slowly have been working my way up through the company. Nice. Nice. Very nice. And what was, well, let me ask you this question, because I know there's always barriers. I, I talk about overcoming obstacles and smashing through barriers. And as a matter of fact, demo chicks, that's what we say, smashing through barriers. So what barriers have you experienced in the workplace or college as a woman in a non-traditional career? I think um, there are many barriers. I think the first, I think through college, um, I, there was several barriers. There's the one just um, getting through school, you know, you, depending on your financial status, you may struggle um, and Robin, you may be, you you may understand this, but if your parents don't have the financial need, um, you have to work through your financial aid process and um, work along with going to school. So that was my first challenge is just making sure that the money was available so that I could complete my career, you know, my education. Um, so the, at times it got really tight and, you know, we had a band of friends that we banded together and we we got through it. It was tough. And, and then you also have the educational side. Um, the course load is very difficult and just struggling through that coursework, um, you need a very good support system. So what I say also is that make sure that you have a good support system. Um, we had an organization at Drexel called Success. And without success, a lot of us wouldn't have made it because there you had tutors. Um, they gave you help when, when you needed financial support or just sometimes you just need someone to listen or give you some guidance if you're having difficulty with a professor etc. So you need a good support system. So especially as women, um, not always being able to see another woman sitting right next to you, you need a good support system of both women and men to help you get through that. Oh, that's, that's, that's good information. Not, when I talk to students, I talk about the support system and the circles they travel in. Right. Because when you're in school, you want your friends to be that person who will say, we have a test tomorrow. Why are you hanging out or, you know, right. so I, I talk about the importance of the people who are around you. And I'm glad to say that you were one of those people around me. It's right? same here. Yes. Studying and yeah, so I'm I'm happy um, that to call you my friend. Exactly. We were I mean, we had a we were banded together to get through, you know, a very difficult time. And I mean, college was not easy, but I feel like what we went through in college was a preparation for what we're going to go through out there in industry as a professional. So that was the first big obstacle to becoming a professional. And it gave you a good foundation so that you could tackle those similar obstacles when you go into the professional world. Because my first big issue when I went to the professional world was um, respect from your colleagues mm -hmm. with you not having the experience, um, even some uh, cultural, uh, I would say obstacles because they don't understand you um, because of their cultural background. Um, other obstacles is age, um, a lack of respect because 
uh, you're young and, you know, you don't have the experience. So you're not respected in your opinion. And then some of it is just they don't respect you for a woman because you're a woman. Um, they don't think you're valued. I do say I think that um, issue of respect because you're a woman, um, I think that is lessening in our career as we get more and more people leaving the field and, you know, newer, younger people who are more um, flexible and understanding are entering into our field. Um, I think you're seeing less and less of that, but it's still there for sure. I would hope so. I, w- I was going to ask that question. Do you see less and less of that? I remember I, when I, I um, yes, I definitely do. Cause I know the people that I had the issue with, they're no longer, you know, working, they've left the industry. So I don't tend to have that, but I also now am definitely more confident in myself to know that I don't allow those barriers to hinder me from exceed from pro- proceeding in you know my decisions or exceeding in my career. But as a young person, that is a tough thing to overcome because you're like, who do I turn to? You know, you know, nobody respects my opinion um you know do i even should i even be here so it is a difficult thing um to tackle but again it's also about being confident in yourself and also having a support system there as well yeah i was going to say how did you get through that because if you're in the workforce you don't have your college buddies there with you how did you handle that um i was fortunate that i did have coworkers that either advocated in some instances, or I was able to, if things got really bad, you know, you were able to contact human resources. Fortunately, I didn't have that, you know, nothing ever went to the point where I had to contact human resources. I was fortunate enough that I had coworkers that advocated on my behalf and allowed me to stand up and gain the respect of that person that was not confident and, and, you know, my um, abilities. That is tremendous. I know as a a lot, it can uh, be, it can be tough, but you, you know, anything that's easy is not worthwhile. So you have to know that anything that's worthwhile in life is, is going to be a, a little bit of an effort and you need to grow. So in order to grow, you have to learn, you have to have obstacles and challenges. Did you have any mentors that guided you? Yes, I did, unfortunately. And and those are the people that tend to advocate for you and and help. Um, Mentorship, I think, is needed in every professional industry. Because without that, um, a person coming up is may struggle and they don't have a support system. So mentorship, I think, is key. All right. And do you mentor? We we have demo techs. We have yeah. a mentoring program. I do. I used to mentor very regularly. Right now, I'm not, but I'm I'm always willing to. Well, that that's good to know. I'm sure our listeners would be happy to hear hear that. Uh, <laughs> so, who are your biggest inspirations? So, when you think about, if you look back over your life, or so as a child, maybe as a young child, or while you were in school or 
after school, and it doesn't have to be related to your profession, or it could be. So who would you say like inspired you in life? I would have to say um, partly my family, um, particularly my grandfather, um, to be successful because there was a time in my college career where I wanted to just stop, you know, take a break, as we call it, right? Take some time off. And my grandfather was like, absolutely not. And he's like, you need to stick it out and finish. And when I finished, I was so thankful that I did not take that time off. So I took it upon myself to, I wanted him to see me be successful. And so I look to within my family for that inspiration. I think there's so many professional women that you see and you say, wow, they've made it. Um, if you look like within organizations like AICHE, you know, the women that we met, you know, you're like, wow, they are doing an awesome job. We could be like them. So there were so many little, I'm not going to say little, but individual people that I really can't name that were inspirational. But I do want to say my real drive was that I'd be successful for my grandfather. Oh, that's special. That's really special. I hear you talk a lot about family and I, I have a very close family, too. And I, you know, it hasn't always been been easy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's been tough, but my family has been very supportive. And even when I started the business and for seven years not making money, I, I, I was telling somebody the other day about the time you came to visit me and I didn't have any money. And uh, <laughs> and, and I remember. So I have that scholarship at the community college and you donate it every year. And you said to me, oh, I never gave you this money because I think I paid it for you. And you said, oh, I owe you this money. It was 50 bucks. And I was like, man, I didn't have any money, Shay. And you said, why didn't you say something? And so that that was, you know, but that's friendship, right? Right. And that's people like being vulnerable and being transparent and being honest, you know. And that's one question people ask me, like, when you started your business, what did you do before you were making money? And I said, Friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin, you're such an inspiration to so many people. I'm just so proud to call you friend because you never gave up. You know, even when it looked very bleak, you never gave up and you always just kept working. You kept driving. You kept networking. You just you would not give up. And, and that's key as an entrepreneur and as a woman in this business it's like you can't give up if you believe in something you you have to keep working at it you just never give up and you are an example of that and an inspiration to many yeah i got the bumps and bruises too, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely very rewarding though it's you know it's very rewarding and i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything um, so so what was one of the hardest lessons you learned in life and how did you overcome it? The hardest lessons. Not take the easy road. Because it just when you take the easy road, you you oftentimes have double back. Um, wow. And don't settle. Those were some hard lessons that that I've learned and in some respects are still <laughs> I'm still paying for or still um 
working out the kinks from, you know, I'm still recovering from those, you know, mistakes that I, that I made initially early in my career. So. So with the easy road, is that when you have a, a, a target or a plan and then someone comes along and offers you a shortcut? Like what is, when you say the easy road, you take a shortcut. Like for instance, you know, in my career, you know, what I do, your professional engineering licenses, I'm just, this this is just an example, is like, you know, that's, you want to strive to do that. You know, I kind of took the easy route and said, well, I don't need it you know, so they're not requiring, so don't take it. But at this point in my career, um, it would offer me uh, some different options. And now I have to go back and take it. So that's an example of, you know, taking the easy road because you didn't need it. You know, you thought you weren't going to, you know, this reckoning day wasn't going to come, but, you know, you just, you live and learn and you say, I should have done it 20 years ago like I was supposed to. That is a great example because I get that so many times. And even being in business, there are different certifications that I could have, like a certified industrial hygienist or, or PE. Right. Right. And I said, oh, I'll just hire one. Oh, I'll just hire one. And now... And, and I know, I mean, when we went to school, so I was a single parent, you know, my at Ryan. When we finished school, we were so happy to be finished. We were like, we are done. So I, I definitely <laughs> we were burnt out. We were burnt out. <laughs> so I get it, but that that's a really good example. Yeah. Because now I'm at a point in my career where, you know, I probably need to go back and do it. And it's gonna be a lot of effort at this point because you're so removed from that level of education. You got to go back and relearn it. So, well, you you have to do it. You put it out there now, right? Oh, yeah. So do something. Yeah, <laughs> something you must. Do. We will follow up with you. Yes. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. You. Every time I have, you know, the need or the desire to do this effort, I have a life changing experience, a life changing event. It's very, I was telling this to somebody before, you know, um, I mean, a couple months ago, I said, you know, I think now is the time I need to go back and get my PE. Um, but every time that I've started the process, I had a life-changing event. And, you know, I'm kind of at that right now. You know, I have another life-changing event, but I have to keep my eye on the prize and say, okay, yeah, I have to deal with this, but I still have to figure out what is my schedule and how I'm going to get my PE. Right. So. Well, that's good to hear. I, I'm encouraged. I don't know about that CIH, <laughs> but but no, I'm, I'm, I am going to pursue other credentials. I just have to pick which ones. I did manage to get um, become a general engineering contractor. So I have a I'm a licensed contractor in the state of California, which is pretty that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I always say, oh, I could build a bridge you know, commercial property. So that's, I'm, I feel good about that, but there's still other certifications that I can pursue. So where do you go to find motivation? Um, me as a devout Christian, I normally seek motivation in the Bible. Um, 
and also from some of my closest friends like yourself. Um, you know, we all go through, you know, our little downtime when we're, you know, thinking about things and needs a little bit of support. So I think I often seek that, you know, through my faith and through my friends and family. Yeah, those scriptures will do it for you. I have a few that I go to that I read it and it just builds me up. So that that foundation, it it just, you know, you can't read it and and be in the same place. So that's a that's a really good good answer as well. All your answers are great answers. Thank you. Um, So I have just a couple more couple more questions. One is, what has been the most rewarding part of what you do? Um, I would say... Um, the money? Is it the money? I mean, the money helps. The money helps for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the money helps. But the more money, the more problems. So I would say the most rewarding thing is seeing something that you work you worked on so hard come into completion. Um, seeing it being built and being able to walk through that facility and seeing all of your hard work. I mean, that's very fulfilling. And seeing that facility up and operating and producing the product that it's supposed to. So that's very fulfilling. I think also is having opportunity to reach back and help others is, I think, my number one most fulfilling thing is being able to help others. Um, I know that that is one of my purposes in life is that I can help others. And I want to look for opportunities to enhance that. Yeah, I think that that's really important. And it's something that I do because what we go through really isn't for us. It's for the next person. So when exactly. that person goes, you can say, oh, I've been there and, you know, I, I came through. And and that's another one of the reasons why I launched Demo Chicks, because I wanted to have a, a platform where we could support women. I guess women's empowerment. I mean, we have something for the K-12, college, and women in the profession. So giving back is really important. And that's something we want to incorporate into our program. So when we have young ladies who go for scholarships and that are part of our group, we tell them, Hey, we want you to give back, you know, pay it forward and remember, remember who was there for you. You mentioned success. Right. I mean, that was a tremendous help. We had work study, tutors, just a total support system that met all of your needs. You know, that's very rare. And when you have that opportunity, you, you have to take advantage of it. Yep, thanks to Dr. Stephen Jones and his yeah. leadership. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate that. And um, so this is this is really exciting. I mean, it's a great opportunity to sit here and talk with you. I want to say a fellow chemical engineer. <laughs> I have to work on that because it is like fellow chemical engineer. It is. It is for chemical yep. engineer. Um, and just to have this discussion. And to let people know, we're just, we're regular, right? We're not, regular you, know, people, you know, people back in the day, engineers, they say, oh, they're not social. They're awkward when talking or they're not fun. I mean, we broke the mold 
Yeah. We, we broke the mold. And I remember when Ryan was in fifth grade, how you and Jermaine guys came, we did experiments in his classroom because we wanted the students to see black engineers. Yes. Right. Yeah. You, and they have to know that we're out here. You know, they have to know that you can this you, too, can be where we are. You know, if 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 I didn't see it, if I didn't see examples when I was growing up, I wouldn't have become an engineer. So I think it's important um, for us to do the same. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I what agree. you're doing is awesome, Robin. You know, this is you know, you are taking the big step and dedicating part of your career to that very thing. And you should be so proud. Well, thank you. I I am. I feel I feel really good about it. And I remember when I started the nonprofit, I was thinking, okay, you have a business to run. You can't do this. But then I said, you I can't not do it. Yeah. You know, I knew it was huge. So I had to keep had to keep going. So one last question and then I'll let you share, you know, if there's any last if there are any last minute things. I don't like the way to say scratch that. One last question, and then I'll let you share whatever it is you'd like to leave our audience with. So my last question is, if you could give advice to your younger self, what would it be? I would I would say save, save, save Um, your financial stability, um, starting your financial stability the earliest you can in life is key. So if I could tell that to my younger self, I it would be max out your 401k, max out your savings, you know, so that you can retire early, so that you could um, pay off your student loans early, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I would say, you know, have start working for financial stability um, as soon as you um, start your career. That is such a good answer, because when you're younger <laughs> and they're telling you to max out your 401k and all these things, it's like, it's like, no, really? And now when you get older, as we're older, <laughs> and we're like, oh, wow, people around us are retiring. It's almost time. I said, yeah. oh, I started a company. How long ago? Really? <laughs> yeah. That is that is that is really good stuff. Um, this has been very inspiring to me for me and um, exciting to talk with you on the record so that others can hear uh, what you shared. And if there's if there are any um, parting comments you want to make, this is your opportunity. I mean, you've, you've done a tremendous job of just answering the questions, but just if there's anything you'd like to say. I just would like to say for those um, demo chicks um, that are participating um, in all of your activities is to aim high. Um, Look for opportunities for growth. Never give up and just reach for the stars. All right. You heard it here. Robin, the resource. We provide resources for your growth and empowerment. Shay Taylor, chemical engineer, East Coast representing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Robin. All righty. Okay, how do I stop recording and not delete? All right, stop recording. I want to stop.